0: Well, 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 well. Yeah. Hey, hey. how hey are there.
1: we? Doing very well. Doing yeah. all right. Yeah. Feeling good. And it was hot last week.
0: <laughs> it's it's a weird feeling, at least on the East Coast, man. It's bizarre. That, that heat just came in with the like, vengeance.
1: No, but it's it's a nice it's a nice fifty three and rainy now, so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling comfortable again. <laughs> it wouldn't let us get too. That's comfortable. good. All
0: right. Yeah. right, right. <laughs> now, how you doing, Greg? What's going on out the, on the West Coast?
2: Oh yeah, I'm doing good, man. Weather's fine. You know, it's uh, sunny and not too hot. <laughs> Just hanging out. Right, Just waiting are you? For, waiting for, so, yeah. <laughs> same old, same old. That's but uh, same yeah, old no, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no. It's been it's been chill. Um, got together with some friends. You know, now that everybody's got their shots. Yeah, you can, yeah. you know, have people over and it's not all weird, you know. It's getting that so, yeah. way, man. Yeah. It, we're,
0: it's definitely getting to the point where, you know, I've we've gotten to hang out with some some folks. The band is getting back together yeah. on our end. Uh, it's 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 coming. It's coming. We're getting yeah. ah, so excited. I mean,
2: talk about with a vengeance. It's coming back quick, you know. Yeah. yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Max, just posted about it. He, he played at Red Rocks this weekend.
1: Oh, oh wow. Nice. It's like a
2: ton of people there. So mm-hmm. I'm just. Oh, there here we go. are. You know, we're, it's coming back, and you know, we're watching some sports over the weekend, and you know, it's like an arena with like eleven thousand people in it. And we're like, all right, well, you know, yeah, if, if people well, got their shot, I think we're, you know, we're not seeing any surges, whatever, you know. Yep, it's good. It's good. So, awesome.
0: but yeah, good to be here, man. What do we got? Yeah. What are we doing today? Well, speaking of surges, Greg. We got a surge of a show for you today. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to give it away. I don't That's even want me. to get into it. Don't yeah. do that. Let's start the show. What do you say? Oh. Come on. I'm give down. Heck yeah. Yes. I'm down.
3: That's
0: right. Cutting each other off mid sentence since 1999. <laughs> hard, this is man. you should check it out. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. <laughs> 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 and I'm Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we do have a banger of a show for you tonight. There you go. You know, I, I'm not sure how to intro this. We don't have any housekeeping or anything to get out of the way, so why don't we just get down to it? Greg, why don't you us yes. what we're going to? Oh
2: well, as it turns out, uh, we have a guest today, oh. a very special guest. Yeah. Wait. Uh, Scott Tournay is joining us. He's the leader of a great band called Electric Voodoo. Nice. And he has been in the music game biz whatever the hell you want to call it just doing the thing for a long time i want to ask him about a bunch of those things i'm sure that uh you guys are curious as well electric voodoo is the band um but he'll tell us way more about it but actually got to um work with them a little bit um out here on the west coast and uh, it's a lot of fun so we had the opportunity
0: to bring him on and we said absolutely so so he he knows that we're we're going to give him a call, right?
1: Oh, no, he doesn't know. He, well, you you had texted him last week, but you followed up this week to make sure he was still free, right?
0: No. Uh, um,
2: I do Greg, this every time.
1: Just do we, give we have the to digits. write a list for you each week? Jesus
0: Christ.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so well, we don't have anything else to do right.
0: for this show, Greg. So either we give him a call oh. and just hope for the best, or I don't know, maybe you can entertain us uh, one, with one-liners. Let's try you just want to give it okay. a shot? Yeah, I, I just texted you his number. Okay.
2: Uh, do you want to
0: try him at Sure. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jay just stepping in with a brief disclaimer. As I'm sure you've already heard, we experienced some audio difficulties recording this episode. Basically, we had to revert back to our backup audio system, which is the Zoom call. So that's why you're kind of hearing some weird stuff. But the interview and the discussion that we had with Scott was so great. We wanted to give it to you anyway. Um, so... Apologies for the poor audio quality. Hope you're able to enjoy it anyway. And now back to the show. All gonna right. All right. Here we go. All right. It's it's ringing. I don't think so. It's a really boring show.
4: Yeah. Oh. Who
2: is this? Why are you calling? Oh. 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 Hey, Scott. It's uh.
0: It's Greg Loman. Hey, man. Sorry, and Jay wait. and Nick. From you should check it out. Hey,
4: hey, Scott. Hi, Scott. Oh, were we supposed to do this last week?
0: Yeah. Uh, are you free now, by chance? Do you want to? I mean, we're not catching in the middle of anything, are we, Scott? I'm kind of walking
4: out the back door right now, so I think I'm free. Think oh.
0: I... Yeah, yeah. All right. well, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Backdoor podcast. Let's do it. You just need about 45 minutes to an hour, something like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Yeah. Awesome.
1: So, thank you sir well, welcome. yeah
4: welcome to the show hey good to be here guys yeah so it, it turns
2: out now I, m- I met scott in san diego through our, um through electric voodoo's drummer uh great great dude matt bazone now since then scott now you've you're gonna have to walk us through this but you are you've moved from the west coast to the east coast
4: i have yeah I moved from San Diego to Maryland. I'm trying to take your, I think I'm trying to just take your spot over on this podcast. It seems like. <laughs> oh, yeah. long here. That, I'm make a friend that lives close by. Yeah,
0: the I'm, connection like, would be a lot better, you know, honestly. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea, Scott. It's, yeah. And uh, he probably wouldn't forget stuff <laughs> all the time <laughs> either. Do you know how to use a yeah. pen and paper by any chance, Scott? <laughs> 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 That's the
4: killer okay? oh, that's, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. just because of that.
2: <laughs> that's you fine. You're
4: hired. You're hired. You're
1: hired. It's fine. fine.
4: <laughs> you know, we are kind of a shoe in for each other. You could just take over electric food. I'll take over the podcast.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. That well, that sounds uh, like a bit. That sounds uh, like a bit. That's good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I will say though, I, those
2: would be some big shoes to fill Scott, because you are a very talented guy. Um, Scott's a really, really excellent guitar player and songwriter and singer. And there's a, some of this I've learned some things from observing and, and working with Scott and, um, but maybe, uh, we could start at the beginning,
4: the very beginning, Scott. Well, let's go <laughs> you, Greg, and the, and the connection. We opened for your band in San Diego at the soda bar uh, for the funk market. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. Well, that night. And then we ran into each other again at NAM or not right. called that free freak show of <laughs> yes eighties rockers and modern technology. <laughs> yes. That place freaked me out. Uh, but yeah, electricity was playing there, and then you and then you I think had just moved to LA and that's kind of how the connection was made. And we had talked. Indeed. To- about you were gonna like, I think we hit you up to play keyboards in the band. Uh, and you're like, eh, I don't really play keyboards, but <laughs> I live in LA.
2: I ended up doing that with, with some other bands later on. I guess the phone just wouldn't stop ringing about
4: keyboards, but <laughs> hard to There's find lesson they, they, Keyboard players are weird, is like what we just thought. <laughs> yeah,
1: they are weird.
4: Like, this guy's a good piano player, but like, I don't, do you want to be in a band? I don't know. <laughs> For 12 hours? I like, think he might kill us.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, it's, Always beware of the keyboard player. Yeah, that's true. Final tap, keyboard player. That's right. That's yeah.
0: Like, oh yeah, I've got two ohms. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So you, you were opening up for Greg and his band, The Funk Arc, and you hooked up at Nam,
4: And then we had a nice paying gig, uh, I forget where, something like racetrack north of LA, and our bass player couldn't do it and Greg pretty much learned like a two hour set in like one night and nice. with us and crushed it and was also a great hang. He wasn't like any of the scary keyboard players. And
2: that was, <laughs> uh, was really fun, man. I, I I remember that trip real well. And you know, it's it's always fun to hop in the van, especially, you know, with with guys of your caliber and, and likewise, you know, the hang all around it was just a lot of fun. It's a it's a great group. And the music is great. It was fun. super fun.
4: I try to write music that, like, I would want to play on other instruments, if that makes any sense. Nice. Nice. uh, When I first did the first record, I did most of the stuff kind of on my own. I was kind of like, if I was playing bass, I'd want to play like this. Like, this would be fun, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Totally. yeah, Yeah, that's kind of how I think about it in a way. And it seemed to... It seems to have translated for the most part. Sometimes the horn players were like, "These horn parts are weird because you wrote them on a guitar." But uh, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, that I can see. Well, <laughs> how would you how would you describe what Electric Voodoo does now for people out there who haven't heard them?
4: I mean, the the initial mission of the group was to kind of have um, a kind of start with like uh, rhythms that were maybe a little bit outside the borders of the United States. Nice. Like we got, we're into Afrobeat and like West Mm -hmm. Africa and then a percussion player joined and he was really uh, skilled in like, you know, Afro-Cuban and Latin and, you know, played timbales and kind of brought in some stuff that I didn't even really know about. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the trip, but then it was kind of like to pair it with like, you know, three to five, six minute songs that have more of like a, you know, pop-ish structure as opposed to like a 20 minute Afrobeat piece right on. and like just by default kind of came out somewhat American because that's what we are. And I grew yeah. up with the rolling stones and you know, like that more so, or, you know, Southern music, blues music, but mm-hmm. it was trying to like, just give some, I was just kind of like a little burnt out on like rock and roll, blues rock. Like I love it, but it was like, all right, what, what else do we do sure. now?
0: Well, I think you definitely accomplished that. I mean, from what I can hear, it definitely sounds like a blend of, you know, the Afro Cuban, um, funk rock and it's awesome it's great Do you, is there a track can we play something yeah man get the listeners acquainted
4: funny you should ask we just uh dropped our first single from our new record telescope which is going to be out in august and oh, snap a couple days ago a song called wake up sweet It. Solid. Yeah, that bridge was the was my favorite part of that. That's one of my favorite parts of the record. We kind of stumbled on that for the nerds out there. A little flat two jam. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
4: that flat two that makes it a little uh, yeah not western. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Was your process similar for this for this latest album as it was as you had mentioned on the on the first one? How, how did how did that work?
4: First one, I was in San Diego and I had just left my old group or kind of, as I was leaving my old group, uh, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, okay. I was living, you know, in San Diego, but I didn't really know anybody cause I'd just been touring like eight months out of the year living with my girlfriend and like, you know, come home and not want to go out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Catch up on sleep.
4: <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I mean, this beautiful place kind of overlooking the Bay and I just kind of want to stay there and, now, and then after a week, I'd start working on music. And so I kind of did everything myself except for except for the drums, actually, and some of the So I did everything over a shikare loop where I'd just be like, and do that and record like a guitar part or a keyboard part and kind of stack it. And then I had this drummer come in who's uh, known somewhat, this guy, John Staton, who's kind of the funkiest drummer you've never heard of, and... He did like half the drums on, on that record. And then Ty Kiernan came in and he was, he's our percussion player. He's kind of like the first guy I met. And then he introduced me to Matt Bazone, our drummer who brought in the horn section and above, you know, and then it kind of evolved. And then all of a sudden it was formed. Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of a yeah. little scene of musicians in San Diego that, you know, it's not as well known for that, but there's definitely kind of like a funk world music kind of thing happening there.
1: Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and matt uh matt's kind of like a matchmaker shout out to matt he's you know i just feel like he's kind of somebody who knows everybody in town and knows what bands are looking for what and then looks mm-hmm. like he got he, he got me some work with a couple of different bands which i was super grateful uh after coming out with la uh, after coming out,
4: out with LA, so. and he's like uh integral member of the band i mean he's he's kind of the rock at this point i'm a little more flighty (laughs) 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 classic musician type he's like very like you know the our engine wouldn't go without him he's he's kind of the mother the mother hen (laughs)
2: nice (laughs) yeah just
4: overall great dude
0: how does it work now that you you're distributed across the country how are you how are you working on that now? You know, I
4: figured, i'm when well, we finished this record well i mean we tracked it in february of 2020 like right before shit. oh wow okay wow. we just got in just under the wire and we were trying to do everything live but i lost my voice halfway through the recording set <laughs> <laughs> and so i ended up just like we you know i had to read you know, do some vocals and so I like as this whole thing was hitting like I'm thinking of tracking the vocals for that song in a rehearsal space with like no one at the rehearsal space at all like just <laughs> normally drums coming through the wall like
1: you know the mm-hmm. yeah the bleed yeah
4: yeah <laughs> and then like all of a sudden it was just like dead silence and I'm like trying to sing these songs but like, being like what the hell has happened in the world <laughs> So now we've we've worked on like two songs. Matt is doing like, uh, he basically puts together like his loops package, you know, he he does, comes up with all his beats and sends them to me and then, uh, and the other guys. And, and so we're trying to do it. I'm trying to open the doors to do it a lot more collaboratively. So I'm like, someone else start writing something and I'll try to put a song to it. So we're kind of trying to, you know, it's fun to just try to hit
1: share ideas this time. Yeah.
4: I always like, it's like, if you do one thing this way, it's cool to then do the next thing that way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. how yeah. the artistic mind Fresh. Totally. Keeps you from getting bored.
0: What's your primary it's instrument good. for uh, for writing? Do you typically write on guitar or do you do oh, piano? Or?
4: Yeah, actually I write on this, uh, Well, this Wurlitzer behind me is like, that's my my jam. Yeah, I bought that thing before the last record actually. And it was just like song, song, song. It was like, this thing is filled with songs. Um, I was really stuck writing on guitar, to be honest with you. It's kind of like the last thing I, I write on. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
3: I just have I you mean.
4: better melodies on the, the keyboard. For sure. Because I'm limited. You know, I get on the guitar and I've got all my like scales I've been memorizing since, like, boyhood.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you fall back into that muscle memory. Yeah,
4: yeah totally. It's like minor pentatonic. And it's like, uh,
1: There's only I mean, so many different tunings
0: you can try too, to, like, open
4: that up. I, I like tapos <laughs> and open tunings. Yeah. Uh, I just love anything that kind of shakes the tree and gets you out of old habits, you know. But I usually write with a rhythm. I like a rhythm first. That uh, With this band specifically, it's like yeah. it has to be a great rhythm or else they're, like we're not going to do it. There, we have no ballads. <laughs>
1: yeah, It is the foundation to like all the songs. Yeah.
4: yeah, that was kind of the impetus of it because I had done a solo record before Electric Foodie that I, I, I really liked a lot and proud of, but I was like embarrassed to play it on saturday night you know and everyone's like ready to rage <laughs> this is not for a club on saturday night right it's right kind of like i kind of learned my i did a tour behind that and i kind of learned my lesson i was like Ugh. this saturday night everyone's like Woo-hoo! and it's like here's that uh <laughs> that one about that last breakup <laughs> it's a little sad one for you yeah yeah, so I was like, this, right. I'm going to make a band that's like uh, rhythmically bulletproof. But, well, the idea too was like to juxtapose super heavy, like rhythm. Like, so then if you do that, then you can kind of write your sad, sad boy songs on top of it and kind of get away with it. You know, it's ah. like really dark lyrics to like um, a poppy song, you know, like Jeff Torrey style. I yeah. like that. I like that.
2: Yeah, totally. So, Scott, you were mentioning like when you know boyhood and like learning guitar. When did you start playing though?
4: Well, actually, I didn't start till young manhood, until uh, I was eighteen. I um, right. went to college, and like every dude, you know, next door had a guitar. <laughs> so so uh, that hit the same time as the jazz cigarettes. Uh, all, kind of, <laughs> all hell breaks <laughs> loose all at all that point. My little,
2: <laughs> where was where were you in uh, uh, for school?
4: yeah and i um you know pre-internet and i lived without electricity actually for like five years my family way the hell out on like 35 acres like a generator the first year we didn't even have i think we had like kerosene lamps i mean it was like or angles wilder (laughs) but we
1: (laughs) we it's a long camping trip
4: Older brother, so like I was ten, and my brothers were like you know like thirteen and fourteen. So like, and we had lived in like this like kind of like college town, like hip, you know. So it's like we had seen Nintendos and things like, and all of a sudden it was like everything got reversed. And so at the time, I was like, this is like you guys are the worst parents of all time.
0: <laughs> but, it, but you look back now,
4: yeah, I'm right. glad that I did, you know, because yeah. it really uh it forced me to kind of be creative or you know
1: learn how to entertain yourself.
4: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, For real. But I mean, I didn't really have music for whatever reason. There's I mean, there's like no bands in my high school. I graduated with 41 kids. It was just really culturally like pretty small. You know, so I even going to state college in Vermont, it was like, you know, Grateful Dead posters and like and it was very much like generic Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, like 101. Druggy music, 101, Right, but it was like boom, and it just rocked me, and I completely fell in love, and was like all the way in right away. Nice, you know, making up cool. last lost time too, because I'm like, it, I'm eighteen, like I gotta hustle <laughs> I that was a day if I want to play rhythm guitar in yeah, yeah. the band.
1: <laughs> what was your artistic outlet prior to prior to that?
4: There wasn't one really. No, not really. Yeah, I mean. Not really. I drew a little bit as a kid, you know, just, I came from a sports family, so it just didn't really.
1: Wow. That just exploded uh, when you got to college. Yeah. It was
4: a huge culture shock being 45 minutes away, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I remember too, like, you know, pre-internet, it was different. We weren't exposed to everything, you know, Mm-mm. luckily I had a cool older brother who was like, he was like the kid who brought rap music into like our little, you know, Footloose town,
3: yeah, <laughs> uh, like, junior, uh,
4: with, like stripes on the side, and he had like, all, like you know, cool modi and like you know, NWA, and it's like, yeah, Wow, And it was like, <laughs> in a way, it was funny because when I got to school and I got into like Sly Stone and Jimi Hendrix, it was like, oh, like I heard this sh- that like Two Life Crew was sampling <laughs> like my yeah. seven yeah. isos still- yeah,
1: the source material found much later, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I always liked. The music like just as much as like the rap or whatever you
2: know yeah oh uh, no it's funny you men- you mentioned that because we've 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 hit on that topic before i was telling these guys just the other day how you know like the chronic you know dr dre is if someone had just been like here's the best of parliament funkadelic i would have been like oh this is what actually this is what i'm looking for <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, i don't need that. all the other stuff yeah totally sometimes you go back after hearing like the sampled version and you're like, Oh, like no wonder they didn't sample the
1: chorus. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They that really made me. the best out of that song. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, they milked it. All, All right. So of- you
0: start, you start jamming out in college. What was your first band?
4: We never. The first ourselves. That was the whole game. It would like uh, our front guy who was too shy to sing, but like, <laughs> was the coolest guy I'd ever met, you know, he had like a scarf and like wrote poetry. <laughs> French he had like butterfly stickers all over his left Of course. I was like, mm-hmm. this guy. So I was just, like, was every like practice. He of, had a scarf. He me for like, not being cool, you know? Yeah, that scarf.
1: That is a scarf. He had he a was,
4: scarf. Like, <laughs> a, like, wouldn't fall on the string. Every time I try to play with a scarf, it right. falls. Dad, he it, it's
1: in June, man. What are you doing? <laughs> I look good
4: on people.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. I have that trouble with sunglasses on stage. Anytime I get on a sweaty stage, they sort of slide down my face.
4: Yeah. <laughs> down. Any amenities, definitely. <laughs> I've tried. I've, I've successfully pulled off the hat for a couple of years, but it's quite a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, <laughs> It's true. It works,
0: though. It looks good.
4: Yeah, then you have so to that, concern, like, do you wear it after the show or before the show? Right, you got to rock it the entire it evening. Hat guy right? guy. Mm-hmm. You can't I mean, just be hat guy on stage. It's like talking to someone under an awning.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> rock star problems i like it that's right that's yeah. right so okay so you're in an unnamed band mm. then what
4: <laughs> oh yeah so unnamed band. um we were mm-hmm. we like would play like thirty minute sets of like all instrumentals, and like I would get to solo once, and my girlfriend would get drunk and tell me that like I'm not that good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's your first band. That's what everybody's experience in a first band is. Oh, like I've oh, been there. this for a living. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you get paid anything, Rick? Right. Yeah. yeah, totally.
4: Like, yeah, this isn't happening. Uh, we broke up. You know, um, mm-hmm. I dropped out of school and was just kind of like. I tried to major in music, um, but since I had started when I was 18, I was a failure. You know, I tried to, I went into like the classical program and I was just like woefully. Yeah. I mean, it was an easy program for relatively speaking, but it was just, you can't, catch up if you that- have
1: no training yeah yeah that's a lot that's a lot to have I to pick up
4: Get up and uh, i was living in a house that had a garage with like a, a, a drum set bass amp like the whole like band rig and i would just you know i basically started skipping classes and like learning all, like how to do everything and record little songs you know and kind of t- and like then i'd go to the class and the guy would be like tell me how the f- of a musician like jimi hendrix was and i was like yeah for <laughs> this guy uh,
1: i disagree i'm gonna go back to the garage <laughs>
4: <laughs> and i was just in there like living you know just kind of doing it all that's like sponging i was kind of going through that sponge phase where yeah. you, i was getting exposed to everything because i was so new to it so it was like i took lessons for the first time and that guy taught turned me on to the meters and dr john and it was like oh man oh music oh i mean this is the time of like 90s jam band explosion you're in vermont it's like yeah that. yeah
1: it's fish yeah
4: <laughs> you know i say like that was like our rave like culture <laughs> it was, like fish it was yeah. you know, in that era so yeah it was just kind of like opening up to everything and playing all the time but then working like terrible jobs and being like this is going nowhere and um, I found out about the college that Fish went to, Goddard College in Vermont, doesn't require, doesn't give grades. They just give pass fail, and it's like this crazy school where nudity is like legal, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and they let me in. <laughs> I was nice. like all right, here we go and i was all always, you had
1: to do was tell them about your like five-year stint in the woods and they were just like yeah you're one of us come on <laughs> in
4: money <laughs> at that point it was as small there as like 110 kids like on campus it was tiny <laughs> and, uh it was just but it was like self-directed i somehow it just worked out for me and um i was always a terrible student and then when it was like well, we don't care you know it was like learn if you want do what you want and I was like well i guess i love this stuff and i want to learn they had a recording studio there with the tape machine oh snap all right they had a jazz program they had another teacher this guy mark greenberg who was from chicago and like you know was teaching all about like big bill brunzi and like you know woody guthrie and like delta blues and shit. and i just like dove in i literally took all music classes like that's for like five, I would take you know drum lessons, songwriting lessons, guitar lessons, recording studio, jazz workshop. Like, and we had these amazing artists come in. We had um, the Sunra Orchestra came in and oh, wow, like a week. You just see these random guys with like beads. Like, with Marshall mm-hmm. Allen was in the basement of our music building with a recorder, he like walking around. I'm like, Mister Allen, are you uh, are you lost? You know, he's like, <laughs> I'm just recording the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh like 22 just like that's awesome as you're out there you know? <laughs> it's just really cool man yeah so like because this guy our teacher don glasgow had played in the sun orchestra and was connected to like that universe mm-hmm. eddie palmieri came for like a week mm-hmm. um, conrad Orland, he was pretty heavy like and they were doing like latin music mixed with um it was like the latin side of john coltrane and it's really mm-hmm totally opened up my world
1: man what a crash course that is yeah. crazy
4: i loved it so you, what was yeah. your
0: first uh, group that you got any traction with
4: so uh i had the college band we were like made a big go of it but we really couldn't get out of vermont to save our lives and i kind of threw in the towel so, you know I, I, everything was like in that band like this is gonna be it you know you're that age it's like yep.
1: Yeah, right, it, of, it's this the world is all or nothing
4: yeah, and it's like the you know the drummer doesn't do this and the bass player got too drunk and
1: yeah because you know, like, you're 19 and 20
4: yeah I was taking it really f-ing seriously man sure. I wrote school. I wrote this like handbook called like how to start a band and, uh, <laughs> and it's like step one like nobody do drugs and alcohol during rehearsal and you know, I was very militant uh, looking okay. back on. <laughs> funny and uh, and did so, did anybody
0: I, follow that? Did you hand it out to like potential I, applicants to the band?
4: I was not the funnest guy, you know? I was definitely <laughs> like right after the show, like let's talk about the middle section and the like, stray, you know, like
1: <laughs> like to revisit that bridge if we could. Yeah, totally. Like we want a party, man. Like listen up. <laughs> I just gotta, I just gotta go with my notes. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have hated being a band in, in a band with me, definitely. <laughs>
1: Uh, you brought the discipline. Uh,
4: yeah, so then I, um, I you know was got a crap job, was working it. I was teaching guitar lessons, and um, and I met a girl, and I and she was going to college in upstate New York, St. Lawrence University, and I followed her. You know, she was like, "You want to move in with me?" She had an apartment by herself, and it was one of those things where you kind of like throw it to the wind, have no plan, and we're just like, well, you know, whatever will happen, will happen. And I moved to upstate New York and taught guitar. They started, you know, pulling together lessons and a little clientele. And that's where I met Grace Potter and Matt Burr. And we started playing like little coffee shops. And Wow, it was like, wasn't even, and in the beginning it wasn't even like anything that I thought was really going to do that much. It was just kind of like a little gig. You know, I would like sit down and Grace would play her little piano and, and like Joni Mitchell cover. It was very like careful. You know, like we were playing like uh like dinner hours and
1: yeah, stuff, cafes and stuff like yeah,
4: that. and like the host Shh, like you know like <laughs> and okay. i and go like too rambunctious on a on a blues number, you know, it's like
1: Shh. keep it at three,
4: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was a lot of, like art gallery mm-hmm. was like really funny, like crusty gigs. They were doing a little trio thing without me before that, and like I think they had played like a nursing home. And stuff. <laughs> As you do we were very uncool like on camp so on campus like we couldn't get a gig really like on saturday night at like the hip like the java barn was like the big place on the college campus and they're like yeah how about a thursday for you guys you know (laughs) we were not even the coolest band in town and that's kind of the simple means where that band started and then it kind of very quickly launched off in the next three years and then all of a sudden we're on a major label and tour buses and boom
0: hey you yeah. guys were everywhere at the end of it you was know, mid that mid 2000s to mm-hmm.
4: pretty much it's or like so 2014 i think was like our last show but we were yeah like 2011 12 is when we were really kind of in the mix a lot 2010 to 2012 i would say was our kind of peak
0: mm-hmm. that's great stuff great music you guys left a great legacy
4: yeah, yeah, I'm proud of. It. We did a lot of cool stuff. It, it was, I um, got to check a lot of boxes that I didn't even really think I would was trying to check.
0: <laughs> I'm sure was, those, like, like, what? What do you
4: mean? to a football stadium? Oh yeah, for Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw. You know?
1: <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. that was I didn't know that was a box. <laughs> I Was
4: paying for that, but it, like, you know, yeah. it was pretty sweet to like go walk out on a catwalk, you know, and like. It was just a whole nother. Yeah, it was. It was really sweet for the first like two or three shows, and then like the fourth show was like, "This is weird." Like, I don't Mm -hmm. really like snapping fives while I'm like also soloing. You had to like kind of master the hammer on pull off so you could kind of walk and like high five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was that's
0: not a skill I've ever had to practice.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I got self conscious.
2: well, no, I, I think post-COVID, you won't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, that's
4: right. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Keep both hands on the guitar. No, thanks. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> just
1: passing out, like, hand sanitizers. <laughs> one,
2: uh, <laughs> one of the things that... One the things that, I guess, like, in the vein of um, your the band, you know, and, and the sound and you you were able to work with other people in that in that style right i mean you got to jam with some some of the heaviest like jam band guitar players right i think i saw a video you jamming with warren haynes and
4: that That must have been super cool yeah i mean the first like stuff we started to open for was like a lot of like root stuff because we went through a lot of phases as that band at first we were like this one little like folky like like i was in coffee circuit kind of band and then Mm -hmm. our next Evolution was, like, kind of like this, like, rootsy, bluesy thing. We got onto this booking agency called the Rosebud Agency, and they cut, they booked for, like, Mavis Staples and Robert Cray and Taj Mahal, and uh, which is awesome, which was some of my big influences around that time. After leaving Goddard, I, like, kind of, like, flipped the script and got really into, like, I had, like, this huge pedal board, and I, like, sold it all and plugged a Telecaster into, like, a t- little tube amp and was like, <laughs> listening to the band and like little feet and Taj Mahal
1: and like, yeah, your minimalist movement.
4: It uh, it was cool though. It was, it was cool to go down that road, you know, that's when I really got more into like good songwriting as opposed to like 13 minute compositions with like time signature changes and, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Yep. And I found out I was a lot better at the simpler stuff too. Mm -hmm. Well, open tuning slide I, it was better than counting coffee coffee cigarette coffee coffee cigarette
2: <laughs> david allen letterman david allen letterman <laughs>
4: yeah, man. so yeah so we got to tour with taj mahal um and open oh, for God. me so that was kind of the first like holy things and then um and then we kind of then we kind of started getting booked for like jam band festivals. And then we went on a big tour with um, North Mississippi All-Stars. So I get to hang with Luther, who's a great guitar player. Yeah. And we opened for uh, the Black Crows. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, pretty cool. And Luther was actually playing guitar with them during that. Right on. So that was kind of cool. And then, um, and then we did a huge tour with Government Mule, like a two-month tour, and that's when I we got to meet Warren Haynes and nice. sit in with him sometimes. Wow. Was, that was kind of the main. That's probably the guy I've played with the most. And we opened for the Almond Brothers, and I got to sit in with with the Almond Brothers, which for me was kind of like the mm. wow. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll throw down some some bluesy licks uh, in between. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Mister Almond.
1: <laughs> oh
0: mm. oh uh, Yeah, how do you even like? I, how do you even start? Like a phrase, like "Oh, that's they've done that before." Oh, they've played that. He's heard that before. Come like, in mean, with
4: everything you got. You know? <laughs> yeah. yes. you know, it's like you're like that. Uh, the end of the year when the guy like comes off the end of the bench, you know, for the team. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets you one chance. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 I like that. That's what I did. You know, and I did pretty good. I with that one, I do have a funny story where like we were playing this. Um, Albert King song uh feel like breaking up somebody's home mm-hmm. and it goes like don 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 and then you get you get to you sneak your licks in and so there's like two rounds of that and I crushed it on my first round like it just brought it home and uh and then I go like and pull the guitar down like ready to bust out another you know hellacious run <laughs> and I stepped on my cable whoops <laughs> <laughs> <And> the cable <laughs> You
3: know,
4: and, uh, no. I, I like look up and Derek, like you know, like Yoda, yes. Yoda slide players, like, oh, uh, licks like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he, like
0: He actually oh. steps into your mind and plays the lick that you were going to play.
4: Crazy thing was, like, I had it up pretty high energy because I was like really bringing it with everything I could muster, and it was crazy how quickly he kind of like on a dime matched that, matched that same intensity.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just he's like, the man freaking pro oh, yeah man.
4: and really really great guy as well like very humble and sweet absolutely great,
2: great here because he's, he's
4: inspired of us yeah he's he's no joke i still can't understand how he plays half the stuff he does and open E like some of the coral
2: right.
4: yeah stuff. like wait well, you're an open chain. yeah
2: really?
4: no pick yeah
2: yeah and then like he i mean He's not going up there with a big pedal board either, right? He just basically like right into the amp, right? (laughs) Yeah, straight up.
4: Yeah, and there's something to be said for that, you know. Uh, I still have a pedal board for sure, but there's definitely something like that I think is is right with like as far as like overdrive uh, and like. Lead tones and stuff, getting it mostly from the amp, I think is ultimately where it's at.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so, since we stepped right into the nerd territory, Nick, All you can, right, yeah. oh, if okay. you want to go I'm, get a smoke or whatever. I'm going
4: to, I'm going to just play some drums over here. All right. So I was checking
0: out your, uh, <laughs> Premier Guitar Rig Rundown, uh, last week. Love those. Which, you know, like, for me, like, that would, that would be my rock star dream is to get <laughs> to be on Premier Guitar Rig Rundown, right? Mm. But what was, Interesting to me was that I was looking at your pedal board and you didn't really have like a drive pedal. You were just going into a super reverb, just cranked, which my man, that's, that's, that's incredible. How do you get away with that in a club setting? (sighs) Yeah, we we just got to sound good, I guess, right?
4: (laughs) You know, it's funny because when I first started with the band, I was playing a a blues junior, which I still vouch. Like I, I'm a bit of an amp snob, but I love those blues juniors. And I did everything with just that because um, we were playing our bass player at the time was playing a lot of upright and it was just like and now with electric voodoo i'm often playing fairly small amps mm. like if we do an outdoor stage i'll pick up the super reverb again but like um with that band then grace started playing guitar and she was doing like some open tuning stuff with like heavy strings and a lot of distortion and reverb through a fender amp and then we my friend benny joined the band and so we had three guitar players so it was like we all just kept getting louder and we're all <laughs> playing through similar amps and like just didn't really figure out like frequency stuff or maybe <laughs> just change my amp like so I was always just trying to fit in the mix but yeah so we were just loud our sound guy would give us a lot of <laughs> <laughs> any more talk <laughs> good answer we were just loud we We're just loud. <laughs> yeah. not as loud as the black crows but we were loud <laughs> that's loud
0: that is a loud band.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love fuzz pedals. So in that thing, I think I had a couple of fuzz pedals. But and yeah, I, I was huge into Neil Young and his whole thing was all about yeah doing. He's got that thing. Have you ever seen it, The Whizzer?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he, like a, yeah, Nick. So he, he, I'll let you describe it. Go for it. Yeah.
4: No, I mean it's just like this, like it's like this physical you know, thing that is tech built him that like is attached to it. He presses the button like I want country clean and this thing is like eh, 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 and just turns the knobs so that like the volume goes down to three and like whatever. I've never seen that. It's so it's long. instead of like
0: hitting a pedal to in to engage a tone, yeah, he has it all within his amp, which is like a 1957 tweed fender amp. So he just has a robot machine turning the knobs to get the it little to it, his servos desires, just
1: getting it to the
4: <laughs> levels. Amazing! It's wow. like why not? It makes total sense, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Somebody to build
0: you a robot? Sure.
4: Why not? <laughs> yeah. Gibson amp that just has one knob on it. It's like a GA8, and it's like just volume. Yeah, and, and it's like similar where it's like. Between that volume and the way you play it, you can get like sparkling clean to like the filthiest of yeah. filth. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it beats, it beats when Neil Young hired his uh, cousin to do that for him. Do
1: you remember that? Larry, just just back and <laughs> <laughs> Larry was the da- he was the goddamn worst. Larry was the worst.
2: <laughs> How's this, <laughs> Neil? <laughs> I said, count you clean, you idiot."
4: <laughs> Sorry, Neil. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a country phase now i'm playing old man yeah oh <laughs> yeah that's that was very inspired by that that stuff at that time that's that's cool hey uh
2: speaking of pedals actually one of the things that i remembered that i that i thought was unique uh to scott's approach at least in electric voodoo is how you actually ran your vocals through some pedals oh really which i was cool
4: well, I was, um, like, if you've ever listened to like a recording of your own show, if you're a singer and you like, you hear it back and, Oh, I get the board mix. Like, here you go. Check it out. You know? And like, yeah, we rock tonight. And then you like pop the CD in. Like, <laughs> and it's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 like back here is like, ah, oh, like I sound terrible. And I was, yeah. I never want to go through that again. Uh, so I just was like, you know what? I'm going to, Put my own effects on so i don't sound like a million miles away from the band and i was into like you know like lee scratch perry and like you know delays and like tripping up and tame impala was a big inspiration like how he was mixing his vocals yeah i want to sound like that you know and no every time i'm like hey sound guy can you give me a little delay and they're like it's always like this corny like yeah you know digi rack from like seven like delay 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 (laughs) right yeah i wanted that kind of delay that kind of goes away you can't like it doesn't sound like your exact thing that you just said it just kind of follows you Mm -hmm.
0: that that is so funny because i was just watching the video of you guys playing um secrets at the Mm -hmm. garage mahal sessions yeah and there's a part where you just had a little bit of delay on one of your vocal parts Mm-hmm. And I was like, "How did he get the sound guy to just add the delay for just for that?" And now, yeah. now
4: I know. or the sound guy. <laughs> I have a pedal. It's like um. Okay, what? Ernie Ball, maybe? Yeah, it's Ernie Ball pedal, and it's like a delay pedal in in like a volume encasement. oh nice. And that itself, yeah. just Put your toe on it. You you say a word, and it's like word, 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 and then brilliant.
2: Pull it back. Yeah, it's essentially a uh, it's it's a vol- It's an Ernie Ball volume pedal. But with delay in mm-hmm. it,
4: yeah, and thought, yeah, it's it's, it's cool. as Well, but I run it through one of those um electroharmonics, Holy Grails. Have you seen those ones, like oh yeah, Nano ones. I love those. When I yeah. we saw this band called the Black Angels. Have you ever heard of them? <laughs> They're out of Austin, Texas. They're so cool. There's like this like 60s like psych rock like. Spooky, like the there's a girl drummer and she plays like she's like female John Bonham, like when the levee breaks, like all night long. And then like <laughs> replaced to like three fuzz pedals, and they just play like riffs and like E that just go on for like seven minutes. And the singer was singing through two Holy Grails. <laughs> <laughs> holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you can think through two, I can pull off one. <laughs> yeah. Very cool band. Yeah, they they're fairly well known, like in that like kind of psych psych Rock scene, Black Angels are cool.
0: Nice,
2: pull them up and check them out.
0: Well, let's hear some more music. Heck
4: yeah!
2: Yeah, we have a we have another clip uh, pulled up right. Electric Zoo Live.
0: We do, we do.
4: Yeah, Second Guess. This is from Winston's, um, like our favorite hometown club in San Diego, where we've played a lot of shows. And this is from a show, our album release show in 2018.
0: Nice. Right on.
2: You got a great live recording of you guys. Uh, I never heard the uh, rarities, but I listened to, to it this week, yeah. And I remember you posting stuff about that show, um, when it happened and it looked lit. So I'm glad you guys got it on tape. Yeah, you know?
4: we had been on like we had just toured for the like for a long time for the first time. We'd done across the country, like coast to coast tour for the first time in support of that album, and then that show was like. You know a couple weeks after that tour so you know you've toured it's like there's just nothing like being a band playing you locked
1: in, in. yeah, it's just yeah. A, you
4: strike while the strike while the iron uh, and it's like that you just never play that well until you're playing a show every night you know there's you can rehearse till you're blue in the face but it's nothing like a show that really it,
1: Totally. Absolutely. What's Nick, that process? Yeah. What's that process been like with, with, um, with electric voodoo? Like, do you guys self-promote? Like what's, what's, how did that work out?
4: Well, oh, I mean, we got our asses kicked <laughs> like any band. I mean, just in the way of like, we started from nothing, you know, I mean, yeah. the story I like to tell is that, you know, I was kind of on top of the world with Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, so to speak, you know, career wise. And, you know, really, threw it to the wind to do this and uh, yeah. our second show it was in San Diego at the, this club you know on the beaches beach club whatever uh, 710 club and we were opening for a cover band and the cover band played a song by Grace Potter and the Nocturnals oh that, are you uh, kidding me <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <It laughs> <looks laughs> like, alright buddy <laughs> oh what a d- Really to, he didn't, no, it wasn't like. I think he they, thought he was being so, like nice or out of
1: respect or something. Yeah,
4: their set anyway. I think it was like a part of their set, and they only had a set that was like an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> so it was definitely like pretty, like okay, you know. This mm-hmm. is, but uh, yeah. I was kind of up for the challenge, you know. I needed a challenge. I was I was kind of burnt out after like 13 years in a band and. I was ready, ready for the change, but it's been hard. So yeah, as a self-promoting Matt, our drummer got us a lot of gigs in the beginning. We signed to a booking agent, but he was getting us like eight gigs a year. So we kind of had to fill, he's like, I eh, thought there's a gig in Colorado for, you know, a couple thousand dollars, like oh, mm-hmm. got nothing around it. So like Matt yeah. call a hundred clubs and we booked, you know, we booked 80% of that first national tour ourselves, you oh. know? Wow. You know, in Atlanta, we didn't make any money <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. we know to pay for those motel six rooms, you know, so, but that's kind of the uh, part that's of the, the fun, stuff. part
1: of the fun, right? Yeah. Or the challenge, at least. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, definitely part of the challenge, yeah.
4: I, it just it kind of depends on what your headspace is, is, you know, I kind of went into it, I was like, you know, I can't get negative or dark about the fact that there's, we're starting this show and <laughs> crested butte colorado and there's only the sound guy and the bartender you know like you gotta just kind of close your eyes and if you if you're enjoying the music and the people you're playing it with you kind of need to have that be enough and then everything that comes on top of that yeah you value and you appreciate but you can't be like expectant and once i got into that headspace you know 99 percent of the time it didn't really affect me you know Right. So that 1% of the time when you like, literally- sure. <laughs> what about
0: COVID? Did you, I mean, you guys were probably getting a little bit of a following, getting some momentum going. Did COVID really F with your plans other than the the album? Obviously it,
4: it totally, it totally messed with our plans. Cause we were going to p- put out the album last August. Planned. Mm-hmm. We had these two really well paid, great paying gigs on the East coast. You know, thursday night friday night that was gonna basically pay for the entire tour
3: oh.
4: it was like great But well, since then you know jump forward from the first album and those kind of rough tours we signed with a manager and a booking agent and like you know things are starting to go and we're getting better shows and more people are showing up and stuff and then Back yeah, it, and like but you know we kind of just had to swallow it and just be like you know what like the first two albums we put out, we completely screwed everything up. You know, we didn't do anything the right way when it came to promotion and marketing. I I, I hear the word marking and I start getting sleepy. So like, you know, I just knew mm-hmm. that stuff so much. But since then the band's gotten tired. we get the manager and we're like, you know what, let's take this year and just do like everything we never did before.
1: Rethink it. Yeah.
4: Do it right. And prepare for it and have everything like get all your ducks in a row. And, you know as musicians we're like you you write the song and you want to put it out the next day and yeah we're, we're, we're impulsive <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Like, so. well it's gonna be you know it's gonna be great as all the live music comes back mm-hmm. strong so hopefully yeah. uh hopefully you know i i i expect big things for for you guys
4: uh you know coming out of this mm-hmm. and uh we're happy, you know. We've got a good vibe, though. Like I said, it's it's one of those things. We we really enjoy each other's company. You know, we have fun. Yeah. You know, we were kind of talking on our band Zoom call or whatever of just like what we were missing and like yeah, like we're missing the show, but like we're kind of missing just like being in the van and like the hang. Sure. Yeah. And like or the rehearsal room and the hang and like you know talking mm-hmm. on each other or like making fun mm-hmm. of the guy who's late. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just that small yeah. Yeah. Stuff. you know all the the interaction and stuff yes
1: the camaraderie of it all yeah, yeah. well and you got an album yeah. coming out in august it's, it's great timing you guys have any any shows lined up
4: yeah we're gonna be out on the east coast we've got yeah. a show in northern new jersey on august 27th uh michael arnone's crawfish fest which is like huge festival that i didn't even know about in that. new jersey yeah, it's like this whole like new orleans like theme right. festival and they like, get all these like new orleans acts up and we're kind of like have been adopted i guess you know because we have voodoo in our name yeah. <laughs> yeah so we got that show and then we just got another show in new hampshire on august 22nd and it's kind of starting to like fill in from there so we're gonna going to be most of yeah. august and probably into september with the release of the record
1: awesome, awesome. can't wait to hear the whole album man The singles are great yeah yeah yeah, I really think that I think we're I think we're
2: heading in the right direction. And I'm glad that you guys at least you can you can already start to feel like the anticipation towards the adventure again. You yeah. know? And, and I, you know, I've been lucky to, you know, to play some uh, shows. These guys hear all about it. But I was like in Texas like two, three weeks ago and it's it's just insane dude people are so hungry
4: yeah it's fun it's, they don't even have COVID down there i heard oh no. <laughs> right.
1: they don't know they've got COVID down
4: there. are <laughs> <laughs> right, we have um uh working with this this press pr agency for the release of the album and they're they're in austin so they were telling us kind of yeah there's shows here <laughs>
2: come on down yeah the, yeah the deal with austin was which was interesting is that all the venues kind of uh collaboratively said hey nobody opened full capacity yet mm-hmm. although i believe that has just finally because uh black plumas are doing like five sold out nights at stubs starting wednesday or you know i think they're doing wednesday thursday friday saturday they're all sold out <laughs> so yeah that's what i mean though it's like usually
1: they only do three sold out nights at stubs
4: oh so. <laughs> that, like there's hunger and a thirst for it because yeah it,
1: people just want to get out and go see a show
4: yeah yeah, yeah. i haven't felt that yet i'm still kind of like a little I think I have like a mm. home syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little, little PTSD. He's really yeah, its nice. He feeds me every day.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: <not> so bad. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Scott Tournay with Electric Voodoo, man. We're really excited for the album and so excited that in August. Yeah. Everything that you guys are, are doing and putting out there. It's the kind of music that we like here. Yeah.
1: I got another question. Oh, what well, up, Scott, you know anything about 94? We've been doing this thing every week, and Greg's, I think Greg's on the hook, but he's, at, he, he's on double duty tonight. Do we, do we yeah. The year 1994, do you recall anything about
4: 1994? 94, I learned how to play guitar. What?
0: <gasps> Look at that. Right. There's your tie-in oh. right there.
4: 94, it's a big With my freshman year of college, I graduated in the spring of 1994 from high school.
1: You want to stick around and give us a hand with this? Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So, uh,
2: well, listen, guys, there was so much that happened in 94. I just, I can't even begin to cover it. While Scott was graduating from high school and starting college, I was watching the Woodstock 94 uh, (laughs) set, uh, (laughs) uh, which had come out. Actually, Listen, I, I can't say, I, I I think I saw this in 94, but the concert was from 94, right? Yeah. So it Maybe it may it's possible that I actually walked here in 95. But August, the point is August that 13th that, in 1994. That's when it happened. And I remember going, you know, going to a friend's uh, slumber party, and I this was my exposure to so much that I'd never seen before, uh, including a band called Primus. Oh, yeah. That was like, the first band that I saw on this VHS cassette of Woodstock
0: 94. Uh, Jay, I, I sent you a, cl- a clip. Did, did you have that? Oh, yes. We got it. We got it, baby. This is a yeah. famous yeah. set from Primus from Woodstock 94. I can remember seeing this like it was... Yesterday. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Goodbye. we Primus. Yes, that we do, sir. Crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Yes! Oh, yes! Uh, dude, I had that. That VHS was available from the Waynesboro area uh, library. I Hell wore yeah, that VHS look. out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing <a> Green <laughs> the Day, Waynesboro area library. <laughs> Getting uh, uh, mud nipple. thrown at him, nine inch nails, man. That wasn't that so, didn't so
2: they start good. To fire and it became like this hellish anti uh-huh. That was ninety nine. Oh that was ninety-four that was was like the muddy, like
4: muddy yeah.
2: Yeah, um, nine-inch nails.
0: Blind, um, blind melon. Blind melon, yep, absolutely. Yes.
2: I think after primus on that vhs was blues traveler Uh-oh. which <laughs> ended up becoming really like fun. kind of overplayed and i didn't really like them <laughs> not really my thing but they crushed on that vhs like Dude, uh, john I was popper like, was flipping amazing what's
1: john popper is like, awesome
2: it's it <laughs> exactly and so it was just a lot at once but man i think so many of my still my favorite rock albums came out in 94 like super unknown came out in 94 wow snap. So. Yeah.
4: Did, uh, uh, the, the chili peppers blood sugar sex match was that 93 one I remember hearing 91? it oh, really I remember hearing it all the time in like 94 oh yeah, yeah. so that we was, had
0: yeah. we had the same discussion Scott because it came out in 91 but like you think about the video for like give it away yeah like and under, even under the bridge like I feel like that was 93 and 94 when those were
4: released I was seven. hearing it I mean we're I was in Vermont so, in Vermont, so we might have been a little, a
1: little yeah no uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was what was different then, because it was all depe- it was these local markets, yeah. like these local radio markets. So an album would be two years old and it would just be hitting this market. And yeah, yeah. the same way. It was like that. That was that early. That's crazy.
4: Oh, uh, counting Crows, August and everything after. Was that? That was yeah.
1: 93.
4: OK, but like hearing again, like hearing it all the We're time. now
1: yep
2: <laughs> we're like we're like experts on all these like 90s band <laughs> yeah. <'cause> like, <laughs> yeah. talking about in few
4: episodes on, like, episode 90s, but I'm kind of I'm realizing I'm a little behind the ball on the 90s here
2: No, you're great. well you're it's, it, it's it's there's a lot it's very dense there's a lot especially in the first half of the decade
4: yeah absolutely
2: so, so um another I mean some other you know the downward spiral came out oh, in 94 yeah you know that's like one of the heaviest yeah, I th- I think like uh, you know, in at the uh, Woodstock '94, you had Green Day perform mm-hmm. and Dookie came out, and that oh was like God, yeah. that was massive. Well, uh, you know, especially because uh, you know all these alternative bands were like mushrooms. Well, what
4: about Just- Weezer the Blue Album? That's at '94. Oh yeah, that's so '94.
2: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good pull. It's unbelievable. You know, it, it was, and uh, you know, I can attest to. After seeing the, uh, I brought this up so many times on the podcast, but one of the things that happened at this time is this compact disc. Mm -hmm. And what I don't think a lot of people know is that the quality was dramatically better. We know that. But what people don't realize is that they were cheaper to make than cassettes. But because the quality was better, they were charging more. So these record companies, it was like the golden era
1: because they were just... That was the last that era of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. Napster was Step just up. on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> A twinkle yeah, in somebody's can... eye,
0: but you mentioned, yeah, uh, a... you mentioned Soundgarden, uh, Greg. <laughs> I remember very distinctly buying that with my friend, Will Spigler from down the street and on cassette and uh, yep. riding back on our bikes back still to have, the house I still have my... on cassette. Yeah. Oh snap. All right.
2: Yeah. It's in the other room. <laughs> yes.
4: <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I always like the sound of cassettes.
2: Really?
4: yeah i do I like, the ta- I like listening to tapes i don't know like it's not as good ultimately but like they're always like there's this punchiness to yeah. the drums yeah mm-hmm. like well yeah i did hate them too when they would start getting like dull and you have to rewind yeah or, the warble get the compact
2: yeah yeah, yeah. but like we're also like you know you remember when you had a walkman and you put some fresh batteries that was the best oh yeah anyway. then like you it know back when up we cut to regular guys, speed,
4: like, <laughs> it would start to drop. And that setting where you're supposed to be able to fast forward to the next song, and it was supposed to stop. Oh, oh yeah, right. right. Like, oh, never
1: worked. Never
4: worked. <laughs> yeah, never
1: worked. Ever. Yeah. Just right to the end.
2: Yeah, all the yeah. way. Yeah. And you're like, man, I've got like only like another half hour in these puppies. Come on, let's go.
4: 94 was a good it's year though, man. Yeah. It it was. was. Oh. I feel like the 90s were a good. Like I'm happy to have lived through that era like it was a fun decade of like we partied like crazy in the 90s i feel like whereas like then all of a sudden 2000 hit and it was like you know to you know and so that's that's when we were just getting started oh, yeah, three of us. Party. that's when we were starting to party
0: in oh, the 90s we were just enjoying the music and, and yeah, trying not to be so nerdy
2: 2000
0: is when is when the three
2: of us met in, in college at, at maryland yeah and uh
4: and 2000s, but i feel like there was a lightheartedness to the 90s or there was also like identity to the decade whereas i feel like the 2000 to 2010 2010 to 2000, what, what do we call those <laughs> the, yeah. and the tens. Oh, yeah. yeah
0: no i totally agree yeah. with you i totally agree with you there seemed cool. like there was more of a cohesiveness to the culture and what people were
4: it seems mm-hmm. like things changed quicker like more dramatically between the 60s 70s 80s 90s whereas like well, from 2000 to 2021, there's things that are like are, are you know, kid A still sounds new.
3: Yeah, uh, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always gonna sound new.
4: Yeah, Ugh. it's just like there's not as much of like a besides like okay, now we all like exist on phones, you know. It's uh, like our mm-hmm. computers like that launched off, but as far as like musically and like culturally, like there's just as venturous music and and movies being made in 2000.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It doesn't seem like there's been like a big a revolutionary shift.
4: But think about 1970 to 1991. You know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it was more dramatic.
1: Mm-hmm. What true. else came out? What else came out in '94?
2: Uh, well, Garflies. <laughs> uh Also, also big fan of that. Yeah, there's so I mean, so much. I mean, like one, I, I would be remiss not to mention uh, one of the, you know a sad point in the year but definitely a defining moment of the entire decade was when kruko bain's body was found yeah oh, um uh, that was uh, in april of 1994 i think everyone was quite shook when that happened for sure uh, i remember that day
0: yeah. very well yep yeah
2: um but uh, listen you know beyond that um one, one track that we all love that samples. Earlier in the show, we mentioned why didn't they? I can see now
0: why they didn't sample the chorus.
2: You know what song I'm talking about?
0: I, I'm Jay. tracking with you. I'm tracking with you. You got yeah, to mount, you know you know. mount up. Mount <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> Regulators. Yeah. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, damn good to. too. But you can't be any geek off the street. This is our end be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Ernie key. key. It was one of them. Regulator! What a <laughs> it was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G uh, was on the streets, uh, trying to consume some skirts for the E so i could get some phones
4: rolling in my ride chilling all alone just hit the east side of the lbc on a mission trying to find mr warren g seen a couple of girls ain't no need to tweak all you
1: search know what's up with 213 so i hook select on 21
4: and lewis some
0: brother shooting dice so i
2: said oh my goodness
1: (laughs) takes me back takes me back
2: So so that song is a sample of uh michael mcdonald right like, yes, it every is. Time, yep. every time you new yep every time you know uh, I'll, I'll I'll play that and I'm like man this is just as good as regulators and then it gets to the chorus and it goes to like the relative major and I'm just like get these cans off. you
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just listen to the, uh, I listen to the quest love podcast sometimes and uh Michael McDonald was a guest on that recently and oh, they were no. really wow. talking specifically about that and about his experience oh. <laughs> And he's never performed it with g or like just he was, was cool about it. Like he was, it was just interesting. I, yeah, right. got a of money off that. I think that back, he was saying back then that you got like just a flat fee, like, you know, yeah, yeah, 10 grand and you know, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah so it, felt like, it not,
0: felt like a lot at the time. Yeah, yeah,
4: sure. yeah. hip hop, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Michael's done quite well for himself. So he he's, uh, yeah. he's I've been
0: like, on a few records over the years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so yeah, but listen, yeah, ninety-four, I mean, it's
2: we're we're kind of in the peak of the decade right now. So much more. Jeff
4: Buckley came yeah. out. Oh you know Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I wasn't fantastic much
4: later, but yeah, he's amazing. Same.
1: I love yeah, that same, here. I think, same here. It's like you found it ten years later. It's like what the guy died? Things were happening.
4: I mean, yeah. before was like when I was like a oh, guitar, like what you know, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, people have like green hair now, like cool, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> I just like
4: I had green, like, I had green like, hair for like, like, reason. the reason. like the the kids who like weren't cool were like, Fuck it. we're gonna take over this party, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah. and like the shredders, you know. Yeah. We're gonna-
1: shitty solos and like time for some nerd rain yeah totally <laughs> but at the
0: same time i feel like this is kind of the era when like the gap commercials of like people wearing like you know ripped jeans and flannels oh it
4: became you know, it started a kid and
0: like i all, feel like that started to creep in around this era like the people realized there was money to be made here
4: oh yeah oh yeah but i love the stories of the 90s of like You know how like uh, Sonic Youth got signed to like a major label. Yeah, right. Got like a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar like signing bonus and went in and recorded some atonal noise. (laughs) (laughs) It was like talk about it. How like you know like Pavement got signed. Like you know like the label guys were like, "Well, it. We have no idea what these kids were." And so these guys like like these bands like the, you know they're touring with this band let's sign them and so it was like we were finally like pulling one over on the labels for a couple of years you know mm-hmm. i just love like sonic youth with like a you know five hundred thousand dollar recording
0: no no beautiful golden shining moment before we was <laughs>
4: snap shut once again Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, who knows? Now we're open again. Now everyone is a home studio. So we can right. hold records all year long.
2: Yep. Yeah. And and we are coming out of this uh sort of, you know, as you put it, like sort of this PTSD moment. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what, what it turns out. Yeah. You know what I mean? As as we get over this year of we lockdown. Might, we, we might be turn sitting on the know? cusp
0: of a new revolution right here. Yeah
4: idea what it's about to bring man you know like uh, part of me like as you get all you your kind of like, yeah we make it through everything you know so you just kind of think like that's kind of what i was thinking for like the first like, six months of this thing like hey, you know we'll be back to normal in no time and then it just kept going on and on there's still like the old man in me, and me right. you know, another year we'll look back at the oh that was
1: crazy and now we're like huh? uh, nothing's changed
4: <laughs> hopefully i mean i guess maybe everyone a lot of people are like, it's never going to be the same. I, I kind of, well,
1: no, it, it, it does seem like a lot's changed. <laughs> it really does. Yeah.
4: But I mean, just like, uh, I hope we can be at concerts and sporting events and give each other a hug. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. No,
2: it's, totally. it's, it's coming back. No doubt. I think we may have said it all.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, all, I do the, do it? all right. Well, this has been awesome. What yeah. a great conversation. Scott, can't yeah. thank you enough for coming on the show.
4: That's, Hope you had a good time. Good to meet uh, my neighbors, my, my new neighbor. Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. We were talking
0: before the show. We found out that he lives about 15 minutes away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on down to Eldersburg anytime. We got a nice barbecue joint down the street. It's fantastic. We, you got two or three grocery stores and a gas station. There's a Starbucks. Hey. There is a Starbucks. Right? Yeah, it was back closed back. for a while for renovations, but I think we're back up now. <laughs>
4: I'm my vanilla chai
1: Coffee's returned.
0: <laughs> well, sweet. Why don't you, uh, Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks at home how to get in touch with us? Well, you can find us on
2: Facebook and Instagram. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at shouldcheck. Visit our website, You youshouldcheckitout.com. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you uh, want to leave us a review, that'd be really helpful. Tell a friend. And uh, let's uh, let's get this episode out there for uh, for our friends Electric Voodoo, so that uh, people can know what's up with uh, with Scott and his band, and catch them out on tour in August on the East Coast. All right?
1: Yeah, Scott, mm. where, where can everybody find you?
4: www.electricvoodoo.com e l e k t r i c voodoo.com, and you know all the other place places. My bass player has an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Ooh. I know now, what,
0: the rest of my night's going to be devoted. to yeah.
4: <laughs> There goes that seventy dollars.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Scott, so much. And uh, without yeah. any further ado, we'll see you next week, guys. Have a great week, everybody. On 2-1 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up?
4: Some brothers brought some gas, so I said, I'm stuck. These girls peeping me, I'm going to glide and swirl. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks? I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking
0: myself. I can't believe they taken Warren's wealth They took my rings, they took my Rolex
1: I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my
4: homie hemmed up and they all around Can't none of them see them if they going straight down for pound They wanna come up real quick before they start to clown I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down They got
0: guns to my head, I think I'm going down I can't believe it's happening in my own town If I had wings, I would fly, let
4: me contemplate I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole